0: Welcome to the Bruins Success Podcast. Today's guest is Nikhil Gupta, who's the Associate General Counsel for the Golden State Warriors. In this role, he advises the organization on a wide range of commercial, litigation, regulatory, and compliance matters. He previously served as Associate Counsel for the San Francisco 49ers for two years. Prior to that, he practiced corporate and transactional law at Latham & Watkins LLP in Los Angeles. Nikhil received his JD from UCLA School of Law in 2015 and his BBA from University of Michigan. Before law school, Nikhil did a year of service with City Year in Detroit Public Schools. Welcome, Nikhil, to the podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Bruin Success Podcast. I'm excited to be here with my guest, Nikhil Gupta. Um, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So let's jump right in. We would love to hear about your pro- professional trajectory so far from the University of Michigan to UCLA Law, now into the world of sports. Um, yeah, tell us more about working for the 49ers and the Golden State Warriors.
2: So, so um, you know, I and raised in Michigan um, and, and applied there for, for undergrad. Um, uh, sort of a huge sports fan my my entire life and um, considered working in sports a bit during undergrad. Um, I, I, volunteered for the, for the Michigan football team in undergrad, um, but didn't really see myself, um, going down that route at least immediately. Um, and, you know, throughout undergrad, I think I, I had my eye on law school, um, mostly just based on, you know, I enjoyed writing, seemed like reading comprehension, that sort of thing was, uh, a, a bit of a strength. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it sort of made sense. Um, but. Uh, you know, by by my senior year of undergrad, I wasn't really ready to apply to law school. Um, I learned about this um, this organization, CEAR, um, which is this um, uh, amazing AmeriCorps organization that um, that places uh, young adults in some of the less privileged areas in, in schools and in cities throughout the country, um, and fighting the dropout crisis. So, uh, di- did a year of service there, um, and while I was there, applied to law school, um, and uh, you know, I think a lot of folks, a lot of folks apply to law school with, uh, sort of similar <laughs> idealistic plans. Oh, I'm going to go work in public interest or education policy. And I was, I was sort of in that I was, uh, that was the plan. I was sort of 50, 50 between that or sort of staying on the business side. Um, obviously if you, if you ask for it, I ended up uh, staying on the business side, but, but, um, yeah. And, and, uh, so, you know, uh, came to UCLA, uh, ha- had a great three years and, um worked uh, worked at a law firm after that for for four years um doing um corporate transactional work um and from there came to uh came to the 49ers um and and now the warriors
1: that's that's definitely a great path city year is a wonderful organization i, I know a lot of students like to our students alums like to um, you know, break up their time from an undergrad to a graduate degree. So I think that was really smart of you. How did you, um, you end up choosing UCLA Law? Did it have to do with the location, the prestige? Did they have a specific program that you were really interested in? So many students, I think, feel overwhelmed about the process of uh, applying to graduate programs. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about how you made that decision.
2: Yeah, so uh, it, it's a great question. I mean, so for me, I would say, I mean, the the location was huge. Um, you know, I love my hometown of, uh, in, in Michigan, but um, you know, <laughs> I, I I was 23, 23 years of that winter was was more than enough for me. So it was kind of a dream when I was like, oh my god, I can go to L.A. Um, and you know, on on top of that, um, uh, especially the legal industry, it, it's 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 uh, very. Cachet and brand name is very important in the legal industry, for better or for worse. Um, and you know, UCLA was you know high enough in the legal rankings and, and all that that um, you know I felt felt comfortable from a from a career stability standpoint that um, you know I was going to be in, in good shape. Um, and you know, also was lucky I had uh, I, I have a cousin who's more like a sister who who lived in LA with her family too, so I had a home base. It was you know big move, but you know, she and her family made it a lot more, uh, a lot more feasible.
1: That's really nice. Obviously a huge change from the Midwest to Southern California, but having family close by is an awesome benefit. Um, So what else uh, during your time at UCLA were you involved in, or um, were you thinking of for your future career that maybe sort of launched you um, into the role with the 49ers?
2: So, it's 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 interesting because uh, during law school i i would actually say i had i had all but written off going into the the sports law area so so um you know for me it was more look let me get um let, let me get a strong business law transactional law background um and be, because that was where i thought i was heading you know, and that's where i ended up working at a law firm for 4 years doing doing that type of work um but you know little did I know that was actually preparing me for a career in sports law because, um, you know, the, the, the transactional work and and that background that I that I got from UCLA and then sort of honed at the law firm, um, that was what I think, you know, made me a, an attractive enough candidate to, to, to be lucky enough to get that job at the 49ers. And then, um, you know, that turned into to the, the more recent um, move to the Warriors. So, um, you know, to, Long story short, uh, I think it, it it was the business law program at, at UCLA that um, gave me the background and skills that I needed.
1: Interesting. So, did you did you always sort of have this in the back of your mind that you would marry law and sports? Uh,
2: not not until I really not until I i i got the i got the job. I think um, for a lot of folks uh, and certainly for me, I think because sports, entertainment, industries like that are, are uber competitive. I, I, you know, I didn't feel like I had an in or anything like that. And so um, it wasn't something I was necessarily aiming for at UCLA, but um, because of the background in business law, I think that that enabled me to, to make the argument, um, you know, and, and well, make the argument or interview, <laughs> depending on, you know, how, how you look at it, but that, that, that enabled me to, you know, have, that gave me the skills to, to, uh, to, to interview and properly fill the field fill the role.
1: So what would you, what would you describe your typical day? Um, you know, I think when we imagine sports teams, um, we often conjure up images of, you know, super fans and, um, anyone at the organization, maybe getting to watch practices and I'm sure it's not that way. Um, could you give any insight into what your day-to-day actually looks like?
2: yeah yeah it's it, it's i usually have to have to sort of caveat whatever i say oh i work for a sports team They're like oh my god you talk to the players and you work with the players and it's like no like like I, what i do is way less you know for lack of a better word it's way less sexy than it, it might sound um um you know at the end of the day a, a sports organization is 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 a business and so um, you know what I do is on the business side. Um, you know, right now at the Warriors, I support um, a variety of departments: the suites, the ticketing, um, sponsorship departments, marketing, um, youth camps, um, and esports. So it's you know it's a huge, essentially a huge business organization, and so um, it's not that different from working in the in-house legal department of of any company, Um, but it's just that it's, you know, it's in the sports or, you know, it's, it's in the live event business. It's, you know, you're helping a sports team. Um, So, you know, I think when I, I think when anyone gets asked, what's your day to day, there's, there's no typical day. Um, But, um, you know, as, as a lawyer, you're, you're almost always triaging different levels of urgent requests. Oh, you know, we have a deal that we need to close, you know, please, please draft an agreement or review this, that sort of thing. So um, you know, from that to, um, you know, working on some cool technology partnerships that we might look into, um, or, you know, looking at uh, some sponsorship material to make sure it complies with NDA rules, uh, might be managing a dispute that we have with a third party, that sort of thing. So uh, the, the, the typical day-to-day definitely varies. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, at the end of the day, not too different, I, I would imagine, from working in-house at, a, at, at any of
1: well, I would imagine uh, at least the mundane tasks are are that much more exciting when there is a major sports team behind that. So with the ups and downs of sports teams and their seasons, you know, sometimes you might make it to the playoffs, other years, maybe not so much. Does that affect your day to day or your month to month?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's a great question. And I had the same question because I happened to join the Niners um, uh, in 2019, right before their uh, their Super Bowl run that year. So mm. I found out firsthand that um, the better the team, the easier it makes some parts of your job. Um, but certainly the more work it, it creates because, you know, w- w- when the team's doing well, business is booming. You, know, you might be selling more sponsorships or partnerships, you might be selling more sweet deals, that sort of thing. Um, uh, but on the flip side, right, you might have fewer unhappy, um, unhappy clients or unhappy partners, that sort of thing. So, so it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely a trade off. But I would say, um, the, the, the better the team, or the better the team is doing, um, the different your, your, your workload looks different, for sure. Um, and then, you know, uh Niners had a bit of a down year after that but it was also in the middle of the pandemic so that was either way it was just it was nuts um you know in in 2020 um and then now you know we go to the Warriors um this past summer and and the Warriors are doing great and so I I don't I don't have much of a baseline to compare it to uh, because I've been lucky and and had really uh high achieving teams but um from what I'm told and and from what I imagine it it does change. And then the other thing is um, the the better your team's doing, the the longer your, your season actually goes. So, you know, with, with the Niners, you know, we, we had, we had a long playoff run ends up adding a a month, a month and change to the season. Um, And then same thing, you know, hopefully with the Warriors, uh, if we have a deep playoff run in us, then um, you know, this season will be extended by um, could hopefully two months. Um, So, so yeah. So, the 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 day to day and the sort of cyclical nature of the, of the season um, is definitely affected by uh, by how well teams do.
1: that totally makes sense. Well, obviously, we'll we'll root for the Golden State Warriors for you guys to have a great season and and wishing you the best there. Um, <laughs> but if we take a step back, um, I'd love to also learn a little bit more um, about maybe advice that you would have for could be a student, could be an alum, either someone who's starting out their career or, you know, maybe making a pivot. What would you maybe recommend for folks who want to work somewhere in the sports industry, but they're not sure how to, um, you know, get into that very competitive role?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. So so I, I would say a couple things. So, so first, um, and I think the most, probably the most obvious part of it is just, network is is a big thing um you know if you and i think this applies to to any type of role sports or not but um you know whatever you can do to make a contact and um get have an informational interview with someone who's in in the type of role you're looking for or you know adjacent to it um i i think that's that's Certainly, always helpful. Um, you know, the other thing is though, uh, sports organizations. I know the Warriors do this. Um, will, will often put on conferences, panels, that sort of thing, um, where they invite students and others to to come. You know, listen to listen to employees talk about you know what their what their job is and that, and that sort of thing. Um, And that sort of thing might be helpful to to get information and, and B get your name out there, you know, get your name on a list. Hey, you know, you, you took the initiative to attend this thing. Um, And and then separately from, from all that, I think, um, I think just, I I never did this, but as I've done a few job searches, I, I I have found it helpful Um, just looking at, looking at job descriptions and, and postings, for for gigs that you might be interested in down the line um, and and looking at your own experience and resume and figuring out okay what you know wh- what do i have here um, what can i say for this bullet point of required skills and qualifications um, you know how do i make the case that i'm the right person for this gig um, and for those bullet points that you may not currently have you know what are you actively doing to, to get yourself that experience, um, for students, whether it's, you know, I, I think extracurriculars are, uh, including through college are a great way to get, get experience that, um, you know, it's not working in sports, but it's give you skills and critical thinking, creativity, that sort of thing, depending on the role that you're, you're looking for. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think th- those job postings are, are very detailed and, and, uh, HR and people ops folks know what they're doing there when they're trying to describe a job that they are trying to hire for. Um, so I have found that valuable in, in my experience.
1: Thank you. That was very good advice. And as you mentioned, you know, I think people could use that, whether they're undergrad students or pivoting later in their career, um, definitely some good, good nuggets there to take away from your comments. So speaking of um, you know, the, the different steps to take to sort of network and get your foot in the door and make sure you're paying paying attention to those job descriptions do you see a need in the sports world um, that isn't currently being filled do people have the right skill set are there lots of jobs in one area and very few in another area um, for folks that are you know maybe have a passion for sports but aren't sure how they might fit into an organization um, are there more roles in certain areas than others or is the need across the board and a little bit of sort of everything from administration to marketing, logistics, legal, like you're in?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's it's more the latter. It's, it's across the board, except that I would say, as with any industry, I think, tech is becoming a you know a bigger part of what sports organizations are doing obviously i'm probably a little bit biased because the warriors are in, are in this are in san francisco in silicon valley so um you know m- maybe my worldview is a little bit colored uh, by by that um i i think you know technology is just an increasingly large part of everything that every organization does and so and sports is no different so you know whether it is um you know a cool basketball adjacent technology that you know a, a team might want to invest in um, or you know analytics analytics is a, a very very popular sort of buzzword in sports these days um, you know I think science technology I think that that is that is becoming increasingly valuable um, and I think sports just like any other just like any other industry is is it's finding that more and more important
1: that makes sense. Technology is taking over for, for all of us. I guess even in the very present, very in-person right. world. <laughs> have you had any mentors or um, you know folks that you've looked up to in the organization that have sort of influenced your next steps or maybe a goal for yourself in the future?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, my boss, um, who, who's the, the chief legal officer of business and basketball, uh, David Kelly, he's he's uh he's amazing i th- i think anyone that anyone that meets him within the organization or otherwise li- just looks up to him he's he's uh he's he's got a great balance of of very calm temperament um but then um you know i, I his his legal mind is absolutely brilliant um so he 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 is definitely you know someone i i look for. Advice and, and guidance, um, you know, sometimes probably too much, Candace, but uh, he he he's a, he's a great role model. Um, and then I mean, outside of outside of the organization, I, I'm uh very blessed to have um a lot of role models, uh just from my from my family, my older brothers, uh, countless older cousins, um who have just always been there for me to ask all sorts of questions, including you know when I was initially looking at. Applying to law school. Um, one of my older brothers is an attorney, so got to ask him and a lot of questions and just learn learn from learn from his experience.
1: Gotcha. Again, you sort of like a theme that I'm recognizing is you know you had some family uh, down in the UCL area. You had a, a brother who was already in law. Um, this is something that folks don't always think about in their career, but making sure that. You know, family can be a resource um, in one way or another. Has that influenced some of your success?
2: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and family is very, very important to me. Um, and you know, I, I don't know where I don't know where I'd be without uh, without without my family, both you know, nuclear, extended, and and otherwise.
1: Considering all the success that you've had and these transitions you've made, been on, been a part of amazing teams. Do you look back now and feel like you know there's something that you wish you'd knew, or in hindsight you might have done differently?
2: Yeah, so so I think there's there's two things. One is very granular and and niche uh, and, and very law specific. Um, I, I wish I had more of an intellectual property and and tech background. Um, you know, I th- that would be very that would be a lot more helpful. I think I, I just whenever I'm working on a number of projects, I find myself wishing I, you know, knew that area of the law better or had had worked in that area, um, you know, while I was at UCLA and, you know, and uh, during the law firm time. Um, But zooming out, I I would say I I, I wish I I wish I had had a little more perspective during um, during the beginning of my career, just in terms of, um, you know, in terms of all the hours that you, that you put in, in a law firm, um, and all the stress that you sort of take on, um, I, I think that, that, that early part of your career is when you feel like, oh my God, I need to, I need to put in my, I need to pay my dues. I, you know, I need to be constantly looking at emails with, you know, very little control over, over my life. Um, you know, I, I, I think had I had a little more perspective during that time, I think I'd I could have gotten to where I currently am with, with a little bit less wear and tear um, <laughs> on, 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 on myself.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that being good advice for anyone pursuing uh, legal roles, but, but also, you know, the industry you're in is so demanding and competitive. So thanks for giving us a little insight and uh, learning from your past and sharing that <laughs> with the listeners. Of course, so of course. to wrap things up a little bit, We would also love it if you talked about how you've defined success in your own life what that has looked like for you and and if it's evolved or you've always sort of had your eye on a prize and um you know what what the the future has in store for you
2: yeah no you 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 said it so so that's that's exactly it so i think especially especially in the legal world but i think this is probably generally applicable um I, i think People have a tendency to to think, oh, you know, I need to get to the to the very top. So you know, anything short of being a general counsel or chief legal officer or, or high partner at a law firm, um, that that means you're still looking for success. You know that that only at the top is is a success. Um, and I think what what I've I think what I've especially in the last couple of years or so, I think for me, I, I have learned that success, at least on the career side, is more about finding the right fit, finding that work-life balance, and and narrowing down, you know, um, what is it that you like working on? What don't you like working on? That's just important. Um, and to me, you know, success is when you've done all you can to narrow your role into that former bucket. So, um, you know, it's a lot of figuring out by doing, hey, I, I don't like doing X type of work, or um, on the other hand, Hey, doing this type of project, I found that I was really getting excited about it. I feel more of a smart. Um, and so I, I think success is, is the, you know, constantly searching and hopefully finding that, you know, that, that, that fit, um, down the line. And then I think, another theme is probably, you know, outside of work, it's, it's that, that balance is, is so important. Um, and I think after having, um, after having done the law firm life and, and, um, having a little bit more of a manageable work schedule. Um, I think that's a, that's a that's a huge part of it.
1: Thank you so much for, for sharing that and helping others to make decisions about their career, that, um, you know, things that they should consider to manage success in their own life and pursuing law school. Really appreciate everything that you've shared with listeners. Would love to also jump in and ask some rapid fire questions as well. Some light, fun ones what is a great book or article or, or could be media you've consumed recently that you'd love to share?
2: Yeah. So, uh, so I am currently in the middle of of a book called how to be perfect. Um, it's by, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's by, uh, by Mike sure. Who's he's like, he's like a writer. He was a writer on uh, the the office, the TV show and co-created a bunch of popular shows, parks and Rec, a Good place. And, he he takes these very uh complex philosophical concepts and just distills them into sort of funny scenarios and funny prose. Um, so definitely enjoying that. And and actually I'd sort of fallen out of, of, of reading as a late, though. So it feels good to sort of back into it. And then um actually one one other book which I haven't started yet, I just ordered it. But our um the Warriors um, um Black Alliance Network, which is our uh, our employee resource group for for Black employees, has this amazing challenge going on for Black History Month where um, each week, um, the, the challenge is to support a different venture, you know, so one, one, one week it'd be buy a book by a Black author, another week it's support a non-restaurant um, Black business, and so I had, I just bought uh, Stamped from the Beginning by, uh, by Ibram Kendi, which, which I'm looking forward to digging into.
1: Great, that sounds like, I'm very impressed to hear um, that the Warriors have been so thoughtful about Black History Month, that's, that's really pretty cool. Thanks for sharing what is your favorite place on ucla's campus
2: (laughs) so so i i admittedly didn't venture enough uh, outside of the law school area Uh, the further i often would go is laval commons but but that was a a good place that was a different building from the law school that you know had food (laughs) and all the caffeine you needed Um, and, and I think another, I actually really liked the, the, the courtyard of the law school itself. It was a good place to get some sunshine and, an outdoors time and, you know, run into your friends, try to do some reading, um, uh, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those are good places close by to the law school, but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And then what about (laughs) a, a favorite, uh, UCLA memory during your time?
2: So, so I would say I, I think it probably has to be um, finishing the last exam of the first semester uh, of law school. Um, I think it was just a massive release of of stress and energy because at that time that was the hardest I'd ever had to work and learn and how to learn. Okay, how do I take how do I take a law school exam? How do I think like a lawyer? That's the that's the sort of stereotypical frame of. What what the first semester, what the first year of law school teaches you, um, and you know at the time it certainly felt like I'd done horribly on the exam, but it was regardless a massive release of <laughs> so I think I think that was that was a kid memory, just walking out of that door.
1: <laughs> I bet, I bet. That's I love the honest answer there. That's that's totally acceptable.
2: <laughs> I would add it was uh, it, that's probably tied with the graduation because I had I had a lot of family to town and it was. It was. It was right in. Actually, I don't remember the 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 quad that it was in, but it was just a beautifully staged uh, commencement ceremony. That that was felt. You know, felt very proud to have graduated.
1: Yeah, and, and appropriate to celebrate after years of hard work. So congratulations on that and, and all the success that you've had. It's been really fun to hear about your professional career, the different things that you've done, the advice that you have for Bruins. So thanks so much for your time. And of course, you know, we we wish the Golden State Warriors best of luck as they continue on in their season. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Go
2: Bruins. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Go Bruins.
0: Many thanks to Nikhil for a great interview. For this episode's career tip, I wanted to share an amazing tip from alumnus Brian Wehner, class of 2019. He says, stop seeing networking as hunting, but see it more like gardening. Many people see networking as a one and done act, and oftentimes it's really scary because we're afraid that if we don't get what we want out of this one interaction, we've failed. But when you see networking as gardening, it becomes more about getting to know someone and planting the seed for what could happen if this relationship fully blooms. And so focus on nurturing each person rather than just focusing on making the ask. By shifting your mindset, networking becomes lower stakes and more focused on each person rather than just what we can get out of each other. So thank you, Brian, for that great mindset shift. If you have a tip for our Bruins, email us a note or voice memo at ace@support.ucla.edu. Thanks for listening, and go Bruins!